Okay, good day folks. This is Paul of the House of Graber. This is the 23rd day of June in 2023. And before we get started here, I want to clarify that everything that is brought forth on this platform is protected under the laws of nature and nature's God, the highest laws in the universe. And what we bring forth here on this platform and everything we do at the House of Graber is also protected under the private copyright of the House of Graber. So, today's broadcast is going to be a little bit different than what I've been doing in the past, and it's going to focus on things that we never learned when we grew up, and that is about how energy meridians are running through our body and how different parts of our body affect those things and the functionality thereof and how it plays out in our life in uh, manifests as you know the the lack of the function manifests in things such as heart disease and cancer and a whole host of other things that I can't even think of and I have a guest here with me by the name of Brian and he's going to be enlightening us on some of the details of how the body functions. Good day, Brian. Hi. Hi, Paul. So, the first question, I, and by the way, Brian has an extensive background and has done a lot more research and has most likely forgotten more than most people will ever know in the area that he's going to be addressing today. So. Uh, it's with great pleasure that I have him here with me on this broadcast. And so the first question I have for you, Brian, is how how does the, um, what are we talking about or what are we referring to or what are the energy meridians of the body? Well, Paul, thanks. Let me introduce myself to your, to your audience that I teasingly say my name is Brian and I'm a recovering dentist and you'll see why. Uh, a lot of the things that I was taught in dental school, just like they're taught for the physicians in medical school, we're taught what to think, not how to think. And that process is called indoctrination. That's how you get your doctorate. You don't ask why, you just do what they tell you to do. And so you don't develop critical thinking. And what happened in my case is I believed what I was taught and I went out to serve others. And unfortunately, what I believed was true was not true. And I realized I caused a lot of harm for people, including my wife, who was diagnosed with breast cancer and an autoimmune disease. And it took us two and a half years of trying to go through the medical community and the hard drugs just they were giving her were destroying her liver and her kidney and her eyes. And long story short, we got to some natural people and they showed me in minutes that all the diseases she was suffering from were coming from her teeth. And I had done some of that work. And what's interesting is God had to use that to humble me to get me teachable. See, doctors and dentists have a lot of knowledge. The problem is we have no wisdom. There's a huge difference there. And so we can't discern truth. And what I want to start with here, I'm doing a political thing, Paul. You asked me one question, and I'm answering a different question. But we have to build our foundation on truth. Uh, Mark Twain was, was known to quote, uh, giving credit for this quote, he said, what will give you the greatest trouble in life is not what you don't know, 
It's what you know that ain't necessarily so. So we have been deceived about a lot of things, and I want to share some of that foundation and then get into these meridians and energy flow. So the most important thing you have to know, if you want to be healthy, the most important, this is it, this is the foundational truth, is that you are created by God. So why is that important? You are not the result of random evolution. You know, that can't stand up to any test because if your brain and your thoughts are the result of random accidents, then there is no meaning to what you think. You can't trust your own thoughts. There's no meaning there. So there is meaning in the universe. We are intelligently designed. As a matter of fact, the constant of the universe is two things. Energy is number one. The constant through our universe and through our bodies and through the world as we know it is energy. And do you know that the greatest scientists today cannot define what energy is? They can tell you certain characteristics about it, but they can't really tell you what it is. Oh, so, and then the second constancy is this, is our universe is word-based. What the heck do I mean by that? I don't mean the English words. I mean that our universe, the earth and the heaven, are based upon things that would represent meaning, like numbers or hieroglyphics or letters or like when you're talking about DNA, there are four nucleotides that are repeated over and over and over, and that genome for man is 3.7 billion of those letters created over and over and over to give you the longest word in the world, or the our universe, known universe, in the language of God, we might say. So I come back to say that, so I want you to understand, there's good energy and there's bad energy. And the, our thoughts have energy, and our thoughts are dictated by words. That's the language of the mind, some function of a word. So when you pervert the meaning of words, you pervert your access to the good energy, the access to that power. Instead, you open yourself up to a lower resonance of energy that can cause disease. So words have meanings. Your thoughts have meaning. And we cannot pervert the meaning of those words. That's important because when you start to discuss this, if I use a word and I mean one thing, and you use a word and you mean something else, neither one of our words may line up with God's truth, His divine energy, His word has power. Remember it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and it later goes on to say, everything that was created was created through the word. That same power and energy runs through us. And we have the ability to create good things through positive energy, or we have the ability to create disease or bad things through negative energy. So now let's go back to answer your question, the political thing, Paul, is energy runs through our body in a number of ways. So one of the ways is through fluid in our body, through our blood, through our lymph system, uh, through our saliva, through the, the fluid that runs around our brain and spinal cord. That's called cerebral, uh, cerebral spinal fluid. It also moves through our nerves. You know, you go to the chiropractor because something gets out of alignment and impinges a nerve. You have pain or you have less strength or energy in the area where that nerve feeds. And so they get it back into alignment and you feel better. But there are also some things that we don't see that are called meridians. And they run through the surface, the lining that covers our muscles. And they're connected. And everybody that has taken the skin 
off of a chicken breast, you peel the skin back and then right underneath it you'll find there's a little thin membrane you have to pull a muscle, the chicken breast. That thin membrane is what meridians run through and they're right underneath the skin. So this energy is running through your skin and it's running through these meridians and certain meridians are connected to organs and glands and parts of the body. Now every single meridian runs through your teeth. The teeth in fact are the circuit breakers for these meridians. It's why the health of our teeth are so important. Think you have a string of Christmas lights and you take one bulb out on that string you're going to short out the energy on the other bulbs that are on that string. So if you have a tooth that is connected to the breast, you can short out the energy that runs to the breast. Interesting fact, 95% of the women that have breast cancer will have an infection in their mouth on the same side that they have the breast cancer. That's not a coincidence, that's a cause. So the meridians feed the different energy areas of the body and they pass through the teeth. Now why is this important? Because that energy gives energy to our cells. And if you have a healthy cell, a healthy cell will operate at 25, uh, a negative 25 millivolts. A negative 50 millivolts is where a healthy cell has to reproduce a new healthy cell. When you lower the energy, and in this case lowering means going to the positive, and you change the polarity of the cell, what you will do when you hit a, a positive 30 millivolts, when the energy goes in the wrong direction and it hits 30 millivolts, that's where cancer grows. That's where certain parasites develop. That's where certain fungus and yeast will grow. So these meridians are extremely important. And of course the teeth are the circuit breakers, but there's other things that stop the flow of these meridians. For instance, scars can interrupt the flow. Tattoos, which man, it seems like everybody's getting tattoos and I don't think they understand that impedes the flow of energy through their body. In other words, it'll make you sick. And piercings, some places where you get piercings interrupt the flow of this meridian energy. And we've gotta be really careful when we do those things. It doesn't mean you can't correct them, you know, you can use other things to get energy through there, like uh, acupuncture or essential oils, but be aware that you're impeding or disrupting the flow of energy. Big long answer, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it, it's, it is, but you know what? That's what it takes, and I don't think there's a short answer to it. Um, so when you mentioned the infection relating to breast cancer, what's the... Um, What's the term, uh, root canal? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is that what you're referring to? It's a root canal is one, one form of infection. So let's back up just a little bit. How do teeth get decay? Well, you would certainly think as a dentist, I would have been taught what causes decay. And I'm gonna tell you, no. It, what we're taught is we're looking at symptoms, not underlying causes. So just like with every other part of the body, the teeth have energy that run through them. And when you have something on the meridian to that energy, you will pull energy or ions or minerals. You will disrupt the metabolism of the tooth. And so a cavity starts on the inside, not on the outside. I'm not telling you not to brush, but when the dentist tells you that brushing is what caused the cavity, I'm telling you no, that it's not lack of brushing. Because just ask them, as patients would ask me, 
how am I brushing the tooth behind this tooth okay and the tooth in front of it and how am I missing the one in the middle when there's no hole in my toothbrush? I'm using the fuzzy end, Doc. How am I not getting it? And the issue is it's going on the inside of the tooth. We're disrupting the metabolism. There are blood vessels inside the tooth and there's little tubules that go into the tooth. Uh, one of your molars will have over three miles of these little tubules that are in that tooth. And when that tooth reverses its polarity and we start pulling the energy from that, it starts to pull in toxins and it starts to decay from the inside. Not unlike a sinkhole that's going on underneath the ground and all of a sudden the top falls in, you see this big hole. Well, same thing with your tooth. You look inside your child's mouth, they don't have a cavity, you look in next week and there's this big hole and you think, where did that come from? It was from the inside of the tooth because energy is being pulled from the tooth and it's on something on that meridian. And on children, it's predominantly their digestive tract. So they have a parasite growing on there or they have an imbalance of something, an overgrowth of yeast or they have mold. That's pulling energy. That causes the decay. The tooth dies and those miles of tubules now are filled with infection. So you go to the dentist and you have a dead tooth and the dentist says, I will do a root canal. There's a canal inside the tooth that where the blood vessels and lymph and all used to be and the nerve. We'll take that out and we'll do a filling from top to bottom. But here's the problem. They can't fill those tubules. So you have miles of tubules that are infected. Now get a load of this. The dentist is the only healthcare professional that will leave something dead in the body. Because everybody knows if you leave something dead in the body, it'll get infected. So the tooth is infected within itself. And there's miles of tubules where your blood system can't reach, your lymph system can't reach, so they're beyond the reach of your immune system, and they are in a safe harbor. And they're called a focal infection. And that infection then spreads to the rest of the body, and it usually follows the meridians that are connected to that tooth. Long, long answer, but again, it's fascinating because you started this off and you said that this, pre this presentation is protected by the laws of nature and nature's God. Well, here's the thing. We're talking about the laws of nature. And what I've discovered is you and I don't break those laws. We break ourselves against those laws. We see disease because we violate the laws of nature. And as a result, we wreak disease. It's, it's, we're the ones that suffer for breaking the law, not, not God. God's laws are powerful and they stand, and all we do is we disengage or interrupt our flow to that power when we engage in certain things that violate his laws, like using his word incorrectly, which is a whole other subject, which is something Paul's tried to teach me for a long time to correct me in the proper use of words. Words have power. If you pervert the meaning of the word, you pervert your access to the power. It's just like that tooth you now have interrupted the flow of this power that feeds you and creates, uh, let's say, vitality and health. And by using a word incorrectly, now you have disrupted, you have impeded the flow. It's just like having an infected tooth to use a word incorrectly. Boy, did I take that on a tangent. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that, that is very true, Brian. The, um, the laws that our Creator put in place are consistent and they're the same for everyone but we activate that law based on our thoughts and our words and our actions so that's why in the parable of the talents 
you know, they had the same master, they had the same environment, they had the same rules to play by, but they had very different results based on their thoughts and their actions and their words. When the master came back, you know, the last servant, he said, out of your mouth, you are condemned. So maybe, maybe the words are affecting our teeth as well, right? Absolutely. Most definitely. So, uh, another, another thing, are, are you complete on where we were talking about, or is there anything else you well, want to mention? Well, let me just give some examples. So, I'm looking here in a textbook on some people that did research, but now understand, they are not going to do a lot of research on this, because the research is funded by our world government, and our world government is in a different kingdom, and they don't want you to know this. But let me just read a few things here. So, do they... Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry Go to ahead. interrupt No, you. please do. Do, do they, uh, they, talking about, you call it a government, I call it a company. Yeah, right, uh, it is. A corporation. A do, fiction. Do they profit by people oh. being sick? Okay, yeah, yes. <laughs> All right, so this is interesting. So I'm going to give it from the dental perspective, but we can go much deeper. So years and years, why mercury is the most toxic naturally occurring element on earth? And years ago, they wanted to put that in fillings. And so the common mercury filling or amalgam or silver filling today is 50% mercury. How did that come into being? Well, the original dental group was called the American Dental Society. And back then, the best thing they could use to fill teeth, which I would not recommend, is gold. It wasn't pure gold. It was an alloy of gold. And because those meridians, that energy passes through your teeth, if you have metal of any kind and an alloy, you'll create a galvanic or a battery in there that's going to pull energy and disrupt the flow. Oh, but let's go back. So they want to put mercury in the fillings, and all these members of the American Dental Society said, absolutely not. We're not going to do that. Well, these people had a lot of money, so they created this new organization called the American Dental Association. And they said, we will let you hold some of the patents on the mercury and the amalgam and silver fillings so you can make money off of it. And they started putting mercury in people's teeth. And all of a sudden, we see this uptick of diseases that are associated with heavy metal toxicity. The mercury in the filling comes off as a gas. So you might have that filling for years without a lot of problems, but eventually that gas keeps coming off and it, it, it degasses the mercury, we breathe it, it gets stored. The mercury likes to get stored in places that, where there's a lot of fat. Well, we don't think about it, but we have insulation around our brain and our nerves, so the mercury gets stored in our brain. It gets stored in the fat. And then the mercury then affects certain glands, like the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus, which govern our hormones, which in turn disrupt our hormones, which in turn disrupts the surface of the cell. So now the cell can't hold a charge because you have mercury in your teeth. It's a long, long story, but did they know that that caused disease? Absolutely. Why else would you put it in somebody's mouth? Today, if somebody places mercury fillings, I know your dentist is going to tell you it's safe, but let's look at three things. There's the American Dental Association, the ADA, there's the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPI, and then there is the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Food and Drug Administration says if a lady is pregnant or if you suffer from an autoimmune disease or you're under a certain age like toddler, you should not put mercury fillings in their body. Well, that doesn't make sense if it's safe. But let's go to the EPI, the Environmental Protection. Uh, 
Is it EPA? EPA, Environmental Protection Association. We want to use the right words. We don't want to pervert our power here. So the EPA says if I'm mixing up a filling and I put it in a patient's mouth and I have a little bit left over, according to their rules and regulations, I cannot throw that in the trash, the extra, the leftover. I can't flush it down the commode. I can't bury it out back. I can't put it in an incinerator. There's only one safe place for me to do with that extra mercury filling is I have to put it in a toxic waste container and call a service to pick it up. Now, isn't it ironic that they say the only safe place to put it is in a toxic waste container and the American Dental Association that makes money off of that filling says, oh, there is one more safe place to put it and that's your mouth, your teeth that are the circuit breakers for the meridian of the body. So yes, wow. they know this causes disease. Wow, wow, It's a wow, follow wow. the money issue. American Dental Association will never tell you that it's safe because the litigation, what they would get sued for, would destroy them. So, makes me wonder where it goes after you've placed it in a toxic waste container and they've picked it up. Do they go and recycle it and sell it again? <laughs> it does make it probably. <laughs> Speaking of recycling toxic waste material, before World War II, one of the byproducts of making munitions was a substance that contained fluoride. And it was a toxic waste and they had to go dump it. After World War II, they got the bright idea that says, hey, instead of paying for this toxic waste to get removed, why don't we say it's good for you and we're going to put this as a fluoride supplement in your water to fight decay and so we dump toxic waste into our water with the guys that it's going to prevent decay which it does not now there is a naturally occurring fluoride that can help with that but not the man-made stuff you can have the same chemical uh, uh, makeup of something and if it doesn't occur naturally the way God's laws designed it, it will not have energy. So the fluoride that's put into the water is a toxin. It's another example of them recycling toxic material. So I never thought about it, but they probably do sell that back to yeah. the manufacturers of the filling material. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the uh, article that I read years ago. The, the, uh, the guy walks into a science lab and, and the students tell him that they have designed a solution that will dissolve anything that it comes in contact with. Doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that's great, but where are you going to store it? Yeah, that's right. That's Some right. of this doesn't make sense. You where, know, do you, where do you put it in? Yeah. How come and, it isn't dissolving your workbench? It doesn't make sense, that is, until you follow the money. Yes. Okay, so we've got a little bit of time. Our goal is to keep this at 30 minutes and... I'd like to switch gears a little bit, but yet on the same topic, and that is breathing. Yes. Right. So in the Bible, we're going to look at words. And the word said, And God created man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The breath of life comes through our nose, not our mouth. What do you mean? If we breathe through our nose, we breathe through one nostril for about 30 minutes and then we switch to the other nostril for another 30 minutes. If we are, let's for the sake of this example say, not exposed to a great deal of toxins and we don't have a chronic inflammation in our body, excuse me, we will breathe through our nose. It's called an obligate nasal breather. What does that do? The nose has five filters when you breathe through it, so the air is filtered five times. When you breathe through the mouth, it only has one filter. 
When you breathe through the nose, you also produce a gas called nitric oxide. It's produced in the sinuses, and it's also produced in the lining of the blood vessels when the blood flows through it, and there's a correlation. Because when that nitric oxide gets inside your, well, first let's start. That nitric oxide kills almost everything that you might be breathing in. Bacteria, virus, a fungus, microplasms, you name it, when you breathe through your nose, it's designed to detoxify that air so that you're breathing something pure. When you breathe through your mouth, your body sees that as dirty air. When you go to your lungs, your lungs look like a series of grapes. And if you're breathing through your mouth, those grapes will shrink up. They're like a sponge, sort of, and they shrink up to the size of raisins. If you breathe through your nose with the clean air and the nitric oxide, they plump up. So what, what does that mean? It means with very little effort, you get oxygen into your system and you get carbon dioxide out. So like with everything in the body, there's a balance. You want to get that carbon dioxide out as much as you want to get that oxygen in. Here's something else. So this just shows about whether you're building on truth or not building on truth. We are taught evolution in school. And so evolution tells us the reason the human, well, let's say man. Human is something else. That's the misuse of a word. Mankind. We're, yes. Yeah, we're man. We're not color of man. So we notice that our jaws are getting smaller and we're having less room for our teeth, That which the orthodontists, the guys that do the braces, you know, that's their whole industry. And the wisdom teeth are getting impacted. Now you're talking to another specialty, the oral surgeons. We've got to cut those wisdom teeth out. Whether they're giving you problems or not, you've got to remove your wisdom teeth. I'll come back to that because one of the strongest meridians that run through the body run through your wisdom teeth. If you want to disrupt somebody's health the most, take out their wisdom teeth. Wow. Isn't that something? So uh, we are taught that it's evolution, that see, we are not eating the hard foods that we used to eat generations ago, and it, because we're not chewing hard foods, our jaws aren't growing correctly, and we don't need those extra teeth. Well, that's the tail wagging the dog. Let's go back. We're supposed to, we're created to breathe through our nose. So what happens if we are exposed to inflammation or we fall and we break our nose and there's a little bone in there called a septum and it gets clogged? What happens if you can't breathe through your nose and you have to breathe through your mouth? Well, your tongue has to come off the roof of the mouth and you have to open your mouth in order to get air in. And that tongue comes down and back so that you can swallow the air. Because if you're breathing through your nose, your tongue sits on the roof of your mouth all the time. And that's really important because that tongue position sends some messages to your brain that allows your brain to function better. But you breathe through your mouth, you open your mouth, your tongue comes down and back. And what that does now is it doesn't push on your face when you swallow. You swallow almost 3,000 times a day. Imagine if the tongue's on the roof of your mouth, it is pushing the upper jaw and the upper jaw dictates the growth of your face. It's called craniofacial growth and development. And so if you see somebody that has really strong cheekbones, like an American Indian or a native African or some, somebody, an Incan Indian from South America, you will notice they all have extremely strong cheekbones. Why? Because they breathe through their nose and their tongue pushes the roof of their mouth and their entire face develops. And it's what I like to call the face of health. But we live in a society where we can't breathe through our nose because we're in a toxic soup. And so we have to breathe through our mouth and our tongue comes down and back. And so our faces don't develop correctly. Our face is supposed to develop around that airway. So we have crowded teeth. God doesn't make mistakes and give pe people too many teeth. We live in a fallen world surrounded by toxins. 
They spray it in the ground, they put it on our food, it's in our water, thank you for the fluoride, and it's also in the air, in the form of air pollution, but also energy pollution. 5G and those technologies, that is a form of energy that our body does not like. And we can go into a whole conversation on that. But bottom line is, if you do not breathe through your nose, that's the breath of life, you're going to have disease. Was that part of what you wanted me to discuss? Because I can spend a whole 30 minutes on that. Yeah, definitely. That's I know I know that you could go a long time, and we've got a few minutes left here, but uh, okay. that was very, very helpful, absolutely. Well, Paul, you and I have discussed, and I don't want this to sound arrogant, but I have a lot of information I'd like to share about what I had to unlearn from what I was taught as a doctor to share you what God has been kind enough to open my eyes and reveal certain laws that lead to health. And if your listeners are interested, I would like to get together again and maybe do another series in what we need to understand about energy and health, but only if they're interested. You know, I can talk too much. <laughs> well, I don't think there's there's a problem with you talking too much. I think there's uh, there might be uh, a deficiency in uh, in our capacity to comprehend what's going on initially. So the series would be... I believe a very good thing. Good. And we might have to arrange a periodic schedule where we get do this interview consistently, whether it's once a week or once a month, but at least doing it consistently. Great. So I, like I appreciate your time very, very oh. much. And I know that the listeners on this channel will will appreciate it as well. So with that being said, have an amazing day, folks. Uh, like, like I said at the beginning, everything here is covered and protected and safeguarded under the laws of nature and nature's God, and therefore uh, without subjection to any other rules that are made by man. And with that, we'll see you next time.